1: If I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right, Russ, what four things are required to create passive income? Why why in the, we immediately mislead and give a five dude
0: it's it's under promise over deliver like well one there was five of us and none of us were willing to concede a point and to say that someone else was
2: right we all had to have our own answer
1: i'm not surprised absolutely i shouldn't be surprised but i'll tell you this one of the cool things we got a chance to do last week or excuse me two weeks ago was attend the land geek boot camp Mm. and we're talking about passive income what it takes to be there this to me was the epitome of today's episode yeah being there live and seeing people whose lives are changed by this passive income stream this opportunity and, and you know i got to bring my daughters like that that was amazing my 15 and 13 year old our eyes open. I'm talking like eyes wide as saucers learning that people are making money literally buying and selling raw land and creating passive income so that they can pursue their passions.
0: Here's what Joey, here's what I noticed. (laughs) One afternoon we finished the episode and we were sitting in kind of the little VIP room with Mark Podolsky and his coaches and I was sitting there by with the, you. His,
1: his name is Uncle Mark. Now, by the way, my right. daughter. Uncle Mark, Yeah, <laughs> I heard about him the rest of the trip. Hey, when are we going to go see Uncle Mark again? You know, it was just it was fantastic. <laughs> it
0: was it was great because I was sitting there with Uncle Mark and your two daughters <laughs> and your oldest says to Uncle Mark, she says, can I can I ask you a couple of questions, things that you know, I just didn't quite understand from today's, you know, um, conference. And he's like, Yeah, absolutely. And she goes, Could you explain what a note is? And it was just, it was so great. Like, one, for her to have been like consumed with all this information, but thinking through what's one or two little areas it seems like everybody else is interested in. This must be an important point. I want to know what this is. I'm not just going to let it roll off my shoulder. And then to watch Mark describe what a note is to a 15-year-old who had no context to what some of these financial terms meant. He did an amazing job. That is a beautiful experience. So I'm not going to give away all five things that are required to build passive income, but opportunity and experience. I guess we education, there's three. You, you're going to have to come listen to the other two inside the episode. By the way, you're missing out. If you're not in our inner circle, like today's inner circle was oh. Fire, like the the chat going on during this podcast was hot
1: it was it was amazing. I mean, it almost melted the screen, but uh, <laughs> gratefully, I'm just I'm grateful for our inner circle members because they're the ones that make it special. You and I and the coaches can talk about this stuff anytime. But having everybody in there, being challenged, right? Being challenged to get to the next step, to get to their first twenty five percent, of their pass of their expenses towards passive income, that's where we're headed. And then we're going to keep moving that ball forward till we get to financial freedom altogether. And that was super exciting for me today.
0: All right. So we, we're going to keep beating this drum. If you do not have financial freedom, meaning if you do not have passive income greater than your monthly expenses, you absolutely must get on a 15-minute call with one of our coaches. And create a plan of action to get you there. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash free call. And let's build a pathway to get you to the first 25%. So that you can see that this opportunity, these experiences, these things do exist. Because we sat there in this Land Geek Boot Camp in Las Vegas. And we learned about the people who are getting 200, 300, 400% returns on education. What they had learned. What they had taken action on. But most importantly, that they were turning those into notes, which Mark very clearly described what a note was to your daughter and how that creates a stream of income over a period of time. And if that number gets large enough, it exceeds your monthly expenses, then you become financially free. And that's what we want for each one of you. So without further ado, let's get into this episode and belly up.
3: Russ Morgan, and Joey Murray. Welcome
0: back. We are talking financial freedom. I'm your host, Russ Morgan, the idea guy. I'm sitting around the table with the best coaches on financial freedom that you can find, even including my partner, the Italian stallion. He's back. He's come back. Mr. Joey Murray, how are you, Joey?
1: Man, never better. Never better, Russ. Thanks for having me back. Man,
0: I didn't think you were ever coming back. Like, that was a three-week tour. You know, there there was a show I used to watch called Gilligan's Island when I was a kid. And I felt like you had taken the Gilligan's Island of RVs.
1: Yes, uh, that that would be a a fair statement. Um, However, our RV's name is not the SS Minnow. It is Cousin Eddie. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's the only difference.
0: You've got something that makes it the cousin Eddie that's unique. You got to share with us.
1: Yeah. So, by the way, th- this is uh, this is really exciting. I'm gonna we'll share. Um, the RV is now on the rental market. Uh, I, have, I have consigned it, it. it. Do what? I said. Of course it is. Of course. Why not? And um, the the group that I'm working with that's managing it, they said, you know, we have to name all of our RVs. What what is your the name for yours? And I was like. Is there, is Cousin Eddie already taken? Like, is that what any of the other ones? I mean, that's like the obvious name for me. Uh, And it's because my wife created this little welcome mat for the RV. And we pulled it out at each stop. You you wipe your feet before you get into the RV. It says, now don't go falling in love with it, Clark, because it's going with us next month when we leave. (laughs) Signed, Cousin Eddie. It's literally a quote from Christmas Vacation. And uh, so anyway, yeah, it, it's the whole package. If you want to check it out, you guys can rent it. I mean, it is it is live at Overland Adventures uh, here in Helena.
0: So OverlandAdventures.com gets you the Cousin Eddie special.
1: That's right. Actually, OverlandAdventureRentals.com. That's the actual website. There you go.
0: Hey does not shock me that we messed that up. All right. Well, let's, let's stop listening to you. I want to get back to the guys who've been here for the last three weeks. They've got a lot more interesting things to talk about as it pertains to financial freedom and the topic of hand, which is what are the four things which are required to build passive income. So to the right, Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown, how are you today, Ernie? I'm so good. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, man.
3: Hey, by the way, you know, you could call it Cousin Eddie. Jay just put it in the chat of this thing. You might want to consider renaming that thing to Snots, too. <laughs> I story. think that's pretty good. That is uh, fantastic. I, I love it.
0: Been nosing through the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to our resident pilot, the man that can get you home financially safely, the Gooch, Mark Haraguchi. How are you today, Mark? Good, guys. How are you? How How's things on the West Coast these days?
4: You, you staying out of the fire? It's starting to get, uh, there, there's a little, little uh, hint of barbecue in the air. Mm. Um, mm. The winds are shifting and I'm supposed to uh, be out and about and hopefully the winds will keep pushing the smoke uh, away from us as opposed to towards us.
0: Yeah. Well, um, good to see you today, by the way. Your, your outfit is very uh, coordinating with the backdrop
4: trying to camouflage far <laughs> for the course
0: all right uh, last but not least mr incredible the man with a million dollar smile mr jd hill how are you today jd
2: you know i brushed my teeth this morning because i knew we were doing the podcast uh <laughs> i know i was going to be smiling a lot uh so i'm doing yes, really sir. good I'm doing real good
0: all right let's let's dive into this thing I, I teased it a second ago so there's four things that are required to build passive income and I don't know if there's a number one, but I'm going to give you guys a chance and we'll come back and let you defend your answer. So JD, what what do you think the number one thing that is required of someone to build passive income?
2: That's a tough question because there's so many, so many things. Um, But for me, I would have to say experience. Experience. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Experience.
3: How about you, Earn? I'm going to go with opportunity. You need like, opportunities.
0: Like you need opportunities or you have opportunities.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying you can't build any passive income if you don't have any opportunities.
1: Mm, okay. Joseph. Something that I have uh, come to love more and more over the years is time. It is fleeting. If you don't have time, you can't build passive income and you, uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely critical.
0: Well, I, I love that this is like the final round of Family Feud. You guys are doing a good job of not picking the other answer everybody else has. I'm good with that.
4: How about you, Mark? I'm gonna take an educated approach and say education.
0: Mm, <laughs> very smart. Very smart. Mark
4: is always smart.
0: Well, uh, here's one that you guys left out, which I think is the obvious one is gotta be money, right? Like, don't you have to have money to make this thing happen?
4: I don't know. Yeah, it's overrated. Yeah. That's not my number one. And the question was, what's my number one? That's right. All right. Certainly important.
0: Let's let's put these responses to the test. I'm going to come back to you, J.D. You said experience. Sell me on why experience is the number one thing required to build passive income.
2: Look, there's no shortage of opportunities in the marketplace on how to create passive income. And, um, you know, what's interesting is I think a lot of these things that everybody has said, you can actually borrow. Um, but the thing about experience is I either have to go learn it through education, like what Mark said, or I have to go through the school of hard knocks and, and experience it myself to learn through experience, or you can actually borrow somebody else's experience. So somebody else's that spent time learning how to do this, that's an expert in this particular space of whatever it is that you're trying to get into. And so I think experience is so vital. Um, to whatever element that you're going into, and whether that's your own personal experience or experience from somebody else, but if you don't know what you're doing, right, the ins and outs, the potential pitfalls, how to evaluate what it is that you're getting into, that experience could potentially lead to losing money. Uh, and so I just, to me, it was uh, experiences was the number one thing for me on on anything that's going to re- related to passive income.
0: So let's let's talk about your experience, right? Like mm-hmm. you've you've had obviously this is important to you how did experience help you build passive income?
2: Wow. So when I first got into doing real estate, uh, for example, so one of the things that we do, which is not too passive, but it's created opportunities to create passive income is, is house flipping. I knew nothing about house flipping. And I had a client, um, has now become a great friend of mine, and now my business partner, who was doing house flipping. Uh, he's also a licensed realtor. And so he had the experience that I needed. But I also had something that he needed, which was access to capital. I sit... Fortunately for me, for years, I've sat across from people that have resource. And so in order for him to expand his business, he needed access to capital. In order for me to get into the space of real estate, I needed the experience that I didn't have. But what I did have was what he needed, which was capital. And so I just bridged the gap. And so I helped raise funds for him And that's what created then the opportunity for us to start collaborating and working together using both of our strengths. And I borrowed his experience to get into uh, the real estate space.
0: Mark, how do you think experience differs from education then? Because you said education was your number one. Like, help me see or compare and contrast what JD's saying and what you're saying.
4: Education can lead to experience. And experience can lead to education so if, if I want to learn how to fly an airplane they're not just gonna give me the keys and say good luck let us know how it goes no they're gonna say hey here's a book why don't you read some stuff first why don't you create a foundational understanding and now let's take that foundation and let's apply it and let the application be the experience which is also continuing education uh, growing up my dad who was full of sage wisdom and moments. But well, he went and found this plaque and he put it in my room and it showed a rat with a rat trap. And the rat is looking at the rat trap with a piece of cheese. And the caption says, um, good judgment comes from experience. But then right next to it says experience comes from bad judgment. So <laughs> you can get your education one way or another. Like JD said, you can go out and you can learn how to do something. You can jump into the short term rental market and try and run through it all on your own. Yeah, you will get a ton of experience as well as a phenomenal education. Or would you like to leverage more effectively utilize your time, leverage someone else's education and experience, garner that, and then now apply it to time and money and resource that you have to be that much more efficient. So that's why I think the education, because if you don't know how to use your time, your money, or the experience, you're just spinning your wheels.
0: So... Talk about an experience where education was important through your journey of passing income.
4: Man, you're going to go there, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Well, everybody start peeling off Benjamins because this one's going to hurt. So I went and paid for a course because I felt like I didn't want to spend the time trying to figure out how to do short-term rentals. So I paid for someone else's course. It was about 10 grand, went through the whole course, learned all the stuff, had a great education out of it. But as I started to apply it, I realized, wait a minute, this is not where I want to be. I don't want to do this. But that $10,000 down payment for that course, for that condensed period of time, was totally worth it for me to get the experience and the education to know that that was not an avenue that I personally wanted to have my hand in. Mm. That
0: hurts. That, That hurts for you. I hurt for you. Ten grand? Man, we yep. we would have we would have got you in a mastermind for a fraction of that.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, yep. JD JD got through it, right?
1: I but did. hey, but hey, that that is such a great point. Mark is that you're you're literally I I liken it to opportunity cost, right? Education it costs money. Whether you pay for it on the front end or on the back end and it could have been far greater on the back end. So I mean that's a that's a great point. Still hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Ernie, talk to me. You you said that opportunities were the key to creating passive income. Sell me as to why that's number one.
3: That's right. That that is the number one thing that you need. And by the way, if you're keeping score and you're trying to keep up with these things, I came up with an acronym, I woke up about 3 30 this morning and it came to me. You just remember you just need a you just need a moat. You need money, opportunity, you need time, and you need experience or education. So you want to remember that we got a moat. But opportunity is what you need. And here's here's what I'm thinking. I just remember a few times. This is this is a this is a party question. This is a question to ask your kids. Uh, you've probably been asked this question, and, and for the average person, right? This is this. You probably know the answers because maybe you had these answers at one point yourself. Is if you won the lottery, or if you if you realized that you had a rich uncle that was outside the family and he 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 willed you his entire estate, and and you woke up the next morning and had. A million dollars or $10 million or $100 million, what would you do with it? How would you spend it? Joey, have you ever been asked that question? I have. Yeah, I think that's a fairly common, common question. And so here's what I'm thinking I think it's Robert Kiyosaki who says this million dollar deals pass under our nose every day, right? But the average person isn't looking for them. Mm. So JD said, there's not a shortage of opportunities in the marketplace. I agree. But I just don't think that we're looking at it because you get asked that, you ask that question to most people. If you had $10 million in your bank account, you woke up, what would you do with it? I don't think the answers for the average person would have a lot to do with building wealth. It would be spending, it'd be giving, it would be uh, investing, uh, but not necessarily investing in things that create passive income. Would you agree?
0: Yeah.
1: Totally. Now, the thing I don't agree with though, Ernie, is that having opportunities is the number one because it, it, how do you know that an opportunity looks like an opportunity? How do you know that that's a million dollar opportunity under your nose if you haven't been educated
2: about what a deal looks like to, to tip my hat to Mark? You mean, and- you mean if, you ha- if you don't have the experience to know if it's an opportunity,
3: well, the only I mean, way the only way to have experience on opportunities is to look at opportunities. You have to have opportunities to evaluate opportunities. Which, but
0: when you way, need
3: money in order to know if you could even do the
0: deal, like people, how many? Just a question for the group. Just ballpark the answer for me. The guy panhandling on the side of the road. How many opportunities is he looking at in the passive income world? They're
3: passing passing right by the road every single day. He just doesn't know (laughs) what he's looking at. (laughs) I agree with that. But don't you need money?
1: No, you don't. That that guy obviously has no money. Okay. That's panhandling. But what does he do? He has time. To to my point, I mean, let's just go there. Can you
3: sell or finance? Can you work out a seller finance deal with zero money down? Yes. Do you you need any money to execute that deal? I, I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to do the
0: seller finance guy when he, when he shows up looking like the caddy from, you know, Happy Gilmore
3: though. <laughs> what? Hey, <aside laughs> though, we, 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 uh, a couple years ago got this Airbnb at the beach and, and, and the person that we rented the property from did not tell us that they were listing that on the market. And so we're just hanging out inside of this, uh, condo or whatever it was. And we got a knock on the door. And it's this lady coming to look at the place that we're staying in. She said, can we come in and look at this? A, no way. So we waited for that real estate agent to show up, and he was dressed straight out of the Caddyshack, man. He had on the plaid shorts and the penny loafers. I had like Louis, Vu- Louis Vuitton symbol on it, and we were, we're, we're not having this. So I agree with that right there, Russ.
0: Yeah. All right, Joe, you, you're, you're trying to make a case for uh, time. Let's hear it.
1: it. It's all about time, gentlemen uh, education. Can you get it overnight? Heck no, you can't. It's time. It takes time. Can you, can you get experience without time? Absolutely not. Can you, I mean, you have to have time invested. In fact, if, if it were up to me, if I had more time, if I wasn't that guy that was literally 60 hours a week, uh, slinging mortgages all the time, and going on vacation with my phone attached to my hip and not being able to spend time with my kids because I was constantly at work mentally or physically or both, then how much more time could I have invested in the education process of getting us to where we are today? I mean, the amount of time I had to invest in going to different seminars with Nelson Nash, like Russ got tired of seeing me. I was there as much as I possibly could. Um, going to think tanks, going to all these different things to understand infinite banking. And then since then, how many hours have we spent, Russ, on podcasts with experts in passive income to learn what a deal looks like and what would be good for our investor DNA? The amount of time is absurd. And so if I had more time, I could have leapfrogged from 10 years or whatever it took to get to financial freedom to much, much faster.
0: That's that's what I'm I'm landing on. Yes, Joey, about time. It took a lot of time for me to stack up dollars to take advantage of opportunities for us to start building our short-term rental portfolio, for us to start building the uh, mining computers. It took time to get enough money for us to do it, but it took money. You know, like whenever they were like, hey, by the way, these computers are $10,000 a piece. How many of these do you want to pay for? And I was like, well, could I give you experience instead? How about some education? Would would you like some time on your hands?
1: They were like, no, I want dollar bills. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me.
0: Well, I think, I mean, we we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what
1: will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See, in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action. If you're ready to take action, join us at wealth. Wall forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right let's jump back into this episode.
4: I just called Thanks
1: JD you know that's all I do. that's right
4: but on so on, easy On Russ's theory then uh, everyone who wins a powerball should be set for life, but yet surprisingly they're not. So mm. I'm going to say that instant money or just money in and of itself probably not the key to success here.
2: Oh, well, and, and, and by the it, way, Joe, you know what, you know what time bought you experience just so we're clear. Hey, I, I am, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing that
1: experience comes with time. You got to have time first though. I'm just saying this just first.
3: Well, th- th- there's, there's, there's- building passive income. How is it that some people are able to build so much passive income in this amount of time? And for some people, it takes this amount of time to build the same amount. Everybody gets the same amount of time in a day. Mm. I don't think that it's time because everybody's got the same amount of time. Not everybody's got the same amount of money or access to money, but the same experience. And definitely people's ability to evaluate opportunities, create opportunities, find opportunities. They definitely don't have that. That's clearly number one.
2: Well, and, and here's something else just to to, to prove that the money point is a fallacy. I mean, it's really got to have money in some instances, but for almost two years, we have almost not won a dollar into any of our deals. Oof. Mm-hmm. How does that, how does that
1: hit Russ? I mean, how does that, how are you doing right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, clearly there's creative ways to invest. And my guess is that, In order for JD to come up with that approach, he had to have some level of money invested to get him that information and knowledge, right? So where Mark is saying education, he had to spend some time um, educating himself, but usually education comes from some level of money, right? You had to support yourself while you were learning.
1: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You're talking about hey, you have to have a job to have money just to live on while you educate, dude. This is a stretch. Come on, it's Come getting on. bad.
2: Oh. It's getting deep. It's getting real deep.
1: Ooh. All right. Well, here's here's the
0: thing: is I I agree. I mean, I by the way the um, the inner circle chat right now is strong to quite strong. It's blowing up. I I would just love to be able to just stop and just. Re- repeat some of the comments that's coming out of there. And I will disagree, Mark, you, you made a comment in the chat that Joey's phone on his hip proved that he didn't have education. I'm going to say <laughs> the opposite is true. <laughs> that was a sign that Joey was a valedictorian right there. Like that was a symbol. <laughs> I can assure you as someone who finished in the bottom third of my high school uh, graduating class, there's never been a time where a phone hit my belt.
4: Ever. So I'll, I'll, I'll just share this one tidbit. When I was just starting out of my aviation career, it was, it was a three-person crew. You had a captain, a first officer, and a flight attendant because the, the, it was a smaller jet. And if you look at the three incomes on that, on that airplane, you had the captain who made the most, then the first officer, and the flight attendant who made the least amount of money in that scenario. Guess who had the most expensive, up-to-date, flashy new phone? It was the person who was bringing in the smallest paycheck. And then you looked at the captain who had the biggest paycheck, and he had like the old-school, you know, like flip phone that you probably had to like, you know, hand crank it just to get the battery juice to go. Yes. And so it, it was just an interesting dynamic of of where we were all putting our time and our resource. And and I, I think if we look at this, the different ideas, they're all going to play together, which, which I think is, is the sum of the story. This is like a recipe, like, like Gabrielle said, you've got to use a little bit of everything. You've got to have some time. You've got to have some education. You've got to have some experience. And if not, you're going to get some experience. But if you don't have those things and you cannot be able to educatedly evaluate or even see or find opportunities, you need all of these pieces to really make it work. In some way, shape, or form. And, and and you can leverage some parts to compensate for deficits in others.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, I will say, you know, our mentor, Nelson Nash, he had a famous kind of quote that he would have during these moments, and it's fair to say what you're kind of reiterating basically what you said there, Mark, is that in a joint venture, you have two parties. You got one with money and one with experience. And at the end of the time, at the end of the deal, they switch places. (laughs) Let let that sink in. And and that's what I would say that that is a fear and a concern. So I'm going to, I'm going to back up my point. I, I want each one of you guys to play devil's advocate on your own. Number one, and I'll, I'll start. Right. So here's the, here's the thing about money. I think that is the crutch that so many people hold on to is, well, I don't have enough money, so I can't create passive income. Preach. And, and that's and, and JD is a great example of saying, hey, I've done deals for two years and never had money. We've interviewed Chris Prefontaine, Jeff Stevens, so many different people that talk about creative finance and how you don't have to have money, right? But also I would say from the money perspective that just because you have money, doesn't give you the ability to create passive income because i've seen so many people press the easy button hand the money over and get taken right dude I mean, they've wall got a street target rate at taking Absolutely. your money and you being the person who is taken and and even off wall street you you get into deals because if you're the person there if you show up with the shiny shirt at the, uh, the event, right? You know, the, the real estate investment conferences that happen in your town and you're the one that shine shows up bright and shiny with cash in your pocket. And, um, and what's the old adage when you're at a poker table, if you don't know who the sucker is, you're it. And people that show up with cash at a RIA event, end up being the sucker sometime if they don't understand deals, you better show up in some blue jeans and a, and a torn t-shirt and go try to get some experience before giving your dollars away. So Mm. I'm willing to go, you know, show the ugly side of mine. How about you, Joe? You you willing to tell me how time um, is not necessarily the best thing all the time?
1: All right. Well, I, I will say this. If you allow time to be the thing that keeps you from making a decision, right? Like you procrastinate or you put it off and you say, well, I just need more time. I need more time. I don't want to make a mistake, which there's plenty of us, um, me included who have some hesitancy on deals that I should be able to move forward on. But I just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You got to take the, you got to take the leap sometime and you have to make an educated guess, but at some point you have to make, you have to get up off the ground and, and do something. And so time can be your Uh, enemy, if you allow it
0: to. Would you also say that some people procrastinate a lot and they say, well, I don't have time. Like I'm just always working. I'm just always
1: busy. No, you're totally right. In fact, I'll, I'll point out to uh, Adam Egloff's interview. You know, he's a perfect example. He's like, man, I just gave up watching TV. I just gave up getting, I got up earlier so that I could spend time in my land flipping business And I figured it was worth it to trade, you know, those two or three hours a day on the front end and the back end of work so that I could have freedom forever for a short, you know, I trade those for a short time so I get freedom forever. Like that is, that is absolutely wisdom.
0: All right. How how about you, Ernie? Let's talk about opportunities, right? You can have all the opportunities in the world. What's the, what's the backside of that though?
3: The, uh, the thing I think about is, I mean, you can't build passive income without opportunity. I'm not going to give that one up. But in the order that you go, the opportunity is the last thing that you deploy to create that. You do need a time of evaluation. You do need to gain experience or borrow upon somebody's experience. You either need, you need to build your own cash or have access to somebody else's cash. And uh, you need an education. For somebody else's education, to pursue so I'll Here, put it last
0: here's an, in here's an interesting thing. I I knew a guy that uh, that was a big gambler for a long time, lost a bunch of money, and told his wife he'll never do it again. But every Friday afternoon, when I would see him, and this was when I was a kid and I worked at this little restaurant, he would be over there uh, making his bets on paper. He actually wasn't ever placing them. He was he was a college football junkie. He's placing his bets, like it, these hypothetical bets that he would make, but he wasn't making them. And, and he he was like going through the experience, and then at the end of the weekend, he would be able to size up how he did, you know, whether he didn't win or lose any money. But it was he was playing a game. I think that's that's kind of what you're saying there too, Ernie, with opportunities that there's opportunities that maybe you can hypothetically evaluate. That maybe you're not ready for the opportunity. But go through the process. Like When Joey and I were looking at buying um, a pretty large, a seven-figure e-commerce business, we went through a lot of steps, right, Joey? Sure enough. In that process, we evaluated the opportunity. We ultimately didn't end up getting the deal, but going through the steps taught us so much. I think that that's really wise. All right, Mark, Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about education, because sometimes people can overanalyze
4: deals and never take action. I think this answer goes for everybody, right? Everything in moderation, too much of one thing is bad. Too much time is bad. Too many opportunities are bad. Too much experience and too much education. If you're at the point where you're like, all right, well, you know what? I just need to read one more book because you know I'm not quite sure. I don't have it all 100% figured out. So I'm gonna take some more time and read some more. And I'm gonna do, and so now you get into analysis paralysis, which is what I think Joey was alluding to with time. And it's going to happen with everything. If you don't have a way to figure out, you know what, kind of like Gabrielle said, just jump off the board. Sooner or later, you're going to have to trust that the pool is deep enough and that the water is going to slow you down before you hit the bottom unless you want to sit there and figure out the physics of how high I jump versus gravity versus inertia versus the, the uh, friction that will happen when I hit the water, which will create a deceleration point. And how long can I hold my breath underwater? Well, the average person can hold their breath. You know what? Why don't I do some more research on how long I can hold my breath underwater and what's the best way to tread water if I'm underneath water and I come up, how can I stay afloat? Get out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> there's There's enough education to be dangerous. And then there's you know, tons of education, but don't put yourself into the box where you end up with analysis paralysis and you feel like you've got to be the master of it because like Ernie said, you don't necessarily need to be, you can leverage other people's education. You can leverage other people's time and I can surely leverage other people's money.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, JD.
4: Wrap
2: up. Yeah. So, so to wrap it up from, from an experience standpoint, I mean, again, I, I'm still heavy on the experience side but here's something that I think a lot of people don't uh, put a lot of emphasis on is that too much experience I think can lead to ego issues. right mm-hmm. It can make you think that you're smarter than you really are. And so you may end up taking a risk that you shouldn't have taken. you may have blind spots that now you're not even looking at that you used to look at before. Um, mm-hmm. And so experience can lead to ego problems and ego problems can ultimately lead to your uh, to, to your downfall, to your destruction. Um, and so I think again what we're saying is like everything is in moderation. Right. You got to have all of them. Absolutely. They're all vitally important to to everything. A lot of them can be borrowed. Absolutely, Ernie. Arrival syndrome. But when you start getting to that place where it's like, man, I've got this figured out, that's when you're in trouble. Well, Um, I would say
0: to that point, and if you're evaluating deals and evaluating opportunities, sometimes you find somebody that you're partnering with that maybe you've, you've evaluated the opportunity, you've done your education with it, and now you're investing maybe with that person on a deal. And you're like, this person's super solid. What I would say to your point to back, what up, back up what you just said there is that you better keep following up to make sure that person is continuing to do the same due diligence and uh, ex- uh, using the same methods that they were using before. Because like you said, sometimes people get lax and things don't get done. And you know, notes aren't procured like they were supposed to be. Deeds are not filed the way they should be, and you end up getting exposed in opportunities. They don't follow up their subcontractors the way they used to, right? The management company isn't, you know, um, getting the new tenants in. the The contractors are not um, trying to be as competitive on everything that they put in the property, whatever it may be. And it, if that person loses that edge. It ultimately comes back and hurts you. So I, I agree 100%. Here's the thing I want to end with is that wherever you are, if you take your monthly expenses and divide it by four, let's just say my monthly expenses are $10,000 a month, I divide it by four, that's $2,500. Your objective should be to get to the next quadrant. So if you're in that bottom quadrant, you don't have the first uh, 25% of the passive income to equal. 25% of your expenses. Let's find a path. Let's find a plan to get us from where we are to that first step. Because once you hit that, once momentum happens, you know, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a great book on the tipping point. Once we get to that tipping point, then we can see acceleration. And sometimes this is so overwhelming that we listen to all of this information. We wait for the time to happen. We have enough money. We, we're looking for the right experience. All of that stuff and we don't do anything. But once we take action and we do something and we get a little success, it's amazing how quickly. Joey and I are living proof. Uh, once we put our mind and focus on creating passive income to get to that first 25%, we blew through it. So if you haven't already, I'm gonna challenge you to, to get, into the, get into the game with us You take the Pathfinder, you raise your hand, jump on a 15-minute call with one of these coaches, let them understand your investor DNA, and let's build a plan to get you to the first 25% of your passive income to your monthly expenses. Let's do that together. So wealthaboutwallstreet.com forward slash passport is kind of the goal part, but you can fast forward and get into that Pathfinder course inside our community, raise your hand, jump on a 15-minute call with these coaches, or bypass that. Just go wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash free call. Let's build a plan together so that you can get to financial freedom. Now, we've got to spend time with the people who are in our inner circle who are already on that pathway. And we're going to kind of answer their questions. So thank you, as always, for taking time, coaches, to share amazing stuff. Congratulations, Joey, for coming back to work. We're grateful that you're here.
1: Glad to be here.
0: And thank you for listening to this podcast. Please come back and listen to the next one. Have an amazing day.
3: This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.